Adrian Black, Cameron Argler. <laughs> My second ink is Cameron's hat. But I'll, I'll digress. We love that for you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the We Love That For You podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Argler, joined by the co-host... Adrian Black. What's up, guys? What's up? What's, What's going up, on? How are you doing? I heard you had quite the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough what one. Happened? It was a rough one. Yeah, I hit a tree. So was the tree in the middle of the the, the freeway? or I'm, I'm a little it, was a, it was like a main street, and I was driving. It was like 4.30, and I was, I was with somebody on my way home, and the tree literally broke down in front of me into the street. I had to swerve out of the way, and it, it really messed up my car. Like, like, like I think total? it's, I think, I don't know. I think it's gonna be like thirty thousand in damages. Shut up. Yeah, because, well, yeah. So. So wait, the so tree I, fell. It fell while I was driving in the middle of the night. Yeah, crazy. While you yeah, have a passenger crazy. in the car. Yeah, while well, I have a passenger. And you survived. Yeah, we survived. Yeah. No, did my it, adrenaline it, was pumping for sure. It didn't like flip or anything. <laughs> no. And now you're Ubering from Calabasas. No. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. What was that? You know, there's this like. The, the shadow, not shadow banning, um, the eclipse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw, the eclipse. I saw that. I saw that. I nice. swear to God, someone literally told me, don't leave your house this weekend. Some shit's going to happen. Yeah, it, ha- it happened. And it happened. It happened. It happened like tenfold. <laughs> uh, today, we have a very, very, very special episode for everybody. We are, we are joined by activist speaker and retreat host, Adwa Sahana, and high fashion model, Sasha Cullen. Supermodel. Supermodel. <laughs> Supermodel uh, for sure. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're definitely Hi, Michelle. Hi, Hi, Sasha. <laughs> Hi. First, let's start off with our fits. Our Fit favorite, check. Our favorite game. Our favorite game. Okay, okay. Should you go first? Oh, uh, you go first. Of course. Since, um, you, since you look like Aladdin today. You're I like it. You're wearing a uniform. <laughs> Don't play with me. Uh, <laughs> but, okay. Okay, so from the bottom to the top. We have Dior sandals. Okay, Can okay. You guys see these? Okay, okay. And then we have pants Ripped. from Ma- Maxwell. Okay. This shirt is from Vince. Okay. This is from J. Crew. And the hat I bought at a flea market, at the Pasadena flea market. Oh, cute. Don't play with that. Yeah, I like the best. Have you ever seen Super Bad? Are you trying to insult me right now? Because I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next. I like your best. Let's move on to the next outfit. My cargo pants are from Seven, Seven for Mankind. My um, bodysuit is from J Lux Label. And I think that's it. That's all I'm wearing. Ooh, the watch, the watch. Oh, the watch watch is Citizens, Citizen Watch. Ooh, I like it. It's dainty. Isn't it dainty? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looks really nice. Not just my my dainty figure. And what about your uniform, Cam? Oh, me? I just. uh, LA uniform, LA nightlife, H&M. LA night, yeah, H okay. H and M all the way, yeah, with some Air Forces, but that, that white one. white Air Forces though, not black Air Forces, so I mean, we're all, good. It's always white Air Forces, <laughs> but I like that shirt. How about you, Sasha? Let's see the fit. Um, my top is from Zara. My sweatpants are from Vince. <laughs> and I have socks on. <laughs> Ooh, you're matching though. I don't know where they're from. I, Sasha, you could yeah. wear like a paper bag and it, it would be high fashion. I swear to God. <laughs> so now that we got like the important stuff out of the way, um, let's talk about our topic. Cam, what's our topic? Ooh, beauty standards and, and all the societal pressures that uh, black women face in America. 
that's that's what, that's the topic we're going we're going to start out with. Especially when it that. comes to colorism. Yeah, colorism. Especially, and we yeah. have a big activist here. I wanted to also hear from Sasha's perspective as a model. Like, I mean, girl, it's I mean. You're kind of like the worst example because you're literally dating a white guy. But can you deep dive into it as to why every dark skin <laughs> model? <laughs> Just kidding. But it's the best example. Can you deep dive into why all the models that like are stunning and dark skin always go for like a white older man? It's such a... Yeah, they usually go for, like, a really, really older man. Like, always. Mm -hmm. And they're always a European old man. Like, 60s, right? Usually? Wow. 60s, yeah, 70s? I mean, yeah. Like 50, 60s, 70s, something like I mean, that, right? Yeah. Not always. That's old. Not always. always. I, mean, I see, I, see I, so I know often. a lot of models, dark skin models, and they're not all dating old white men. I mean, they're, they're all... There's pretty much lot. white. <laughs> There's a, we're not they're white, but they're not old. There's not a lot all. of them, but not, not all of them. But like, I feel like a, one thing that plays into it is a lot of girls work in Europe. And so, you know, the options are kind of slim there. You know, if you're working in Milan or working in Paris or London, well, London is more diverse than um, the other two places. But I've dated, before I was dating him, I was dating a Nigerian. Mm hmm we love that for you <laughs> i've dated many types of guys but you know ended up here sash so somehow you know you found yourself going into the typical dating right like she's dating the yeah. typical beautiful dark-skinned tall model mm. dates a white guy and you fell into that stereotype but like, is there like a thing as to like, you know, were you looking for it actively? Is it something that you found that just like found you? And then what like, what made it seem like you were like, oh, I want to date this person? No, like I said, I've dated like different types of guys. I don't really have like a specific type. Like literally if I lined up all my exes, like they have nothing in common besides the fact that they're all six two and up they should be how tall are you 5'11 5 yeah and yeah, yeah and with heels it's like 6'2 six 6'3 six right yeah yeah 6'3 depending on how tall my heels are yeah that's the only thing I'm like okay I need a tall guy but besides that like look wise ethnicity like they all look different they all have different backgrounds but I don't know we just met and we hit it off because I like you know, his personality, he was very funny. He thought I was funny and I like that. <laughs> and we just, you know, so hit it off. You, got, you guys had some natural chemistry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're in upstate New York right now and we have our friend who's an activist, who's also a dark skinned girl. Like what's your situation with, you know, dating? Like, do you find it that they? Well, I, to be honest, a lot of white men, they uh, they prop us up. It feels like they prop us up more than black men. In a good way. In a good way. Like they, sometimes they, uh, I don't know if the word is fantasize. What's Fetishize. the word? Fetishize. Fetishize us. Yeah. So I think that is, you know, and there's, again, there's colorism within our own community. Well, so yeah. there are black men who may not want to have dark skinned babies. We're definitely going to talk about colorism because that's right. a huge topic. You know, it's essentially the topic of the day, which right. actually leads me to a topic which Cameron and I ask every single guest this and we ask each other, what's your ick of the day? 
I think colorism is my ick of the day. Honestly. And it yeah. kind of goes back into the topic. What's your ick of the day, Cam? And don't steal mine. That's your ick of the That's day? That's my ick of the day. Mm. I mean, I benefit from colorism, let's be real, but it's my ick of the day. I have a really weird ick of the day. It happened to me last night, actually. When I'm having a conversation with someone and they keep repeating the same action, action words that I repeat. So if I'm like, oh, yeah. If I'm talking to a girl or something like that, um, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I went here. I went to Santa Monica and it was crazy. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was crazy like that. Like, so I hate when people, <laughs> I hate when people repeat what, what I say. girl? Yeah, it happened last night. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyways, what's your, what's your ick of the My day? My ick of the day. Mm, not much. I don't have like an ick of the day per se. What's your ick in general? My ick in general. I don't like gross eaters. Hmm. I don't like. You know, I'm very. Well, I saw you eating chicken last night. That's not. That's not eating it grossly though. Like chewing with your mouth open, like very, oh, like okay, very, okay. like. Oh, that's manners. Man, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Good manners. Fried chicken, yeah, yeah. Fried mm. chicken. That shit was good. So good. Sasha, how, how about you, Sasha? What's your ache of the day? My ache. I remember going on a date with a guy once, and he was so rude to the waiter. And it just made me feel so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Actually. Yeah. You know, oh, my. Staff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. I mean, that's just like, that's just like, yeah, like for what? What do you get from that? Mm. It's like a power trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we asked you guys about your ick of the day. Mine was colorism. We're definitely going to deep dive into it. Okay. You guys are both dark skin, beautiful women, right? I mean, can you tell us exactly like what this topic is about? Because I mean, for Cameron and I to talk about it, it's like we get it, and it's like we love, like we don't want it to be a thing, but it's like we can't really talk about it in the way that you understand colorism. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this this it depends on where you, where you want to start with it. This goes back to slavery, <laughs> like yeah. quite quite literally, where. Um, once the slave masters were, um, let's be honest, just you know, blunt conversation, raping their slaves, uh, the lighter-skinned children of the of the enslaved women were getting preferential treatment because the closer you are to the color of the master, the more accepted you are in society, and so that I mean that is racism in a different way, yeah. and that just never left our society. That is part of our culture. That is ingrained. You see it everywhere. You see it within our own culture, and so you have lighter-skinned black people who think that they're better than dark-skinned black people, and they don't even realize where it's coming from because it is in our marketing, it's in the workplace, it is everywhere around us, and so it really is up to us to address those issues and our biases and. Um, you know, yes, it comes from white supremacy, mm-hmm. but we have a duty and an obligation, and we have to hold ourselves accountable that we are not perpetuating the master's uh, ideology, which is based on white supremacy. So it is um, it's something that we, in our own black culture, need to really pay attention to because we don't talk about it enough. It makes yeah. us uncomfortable, but it affects black, like dark skinned yeah. women in a very, like, for instance, I. I want to have a baby. Like, I want to give birth to myself. Mm-hmm. I love myself. Is that narcissism I, or something? I mean, no, okay. I just love, <laughs> like, I a love. A little bit, a little bit narcissistic. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I love my skin, but it took me a really long time to deliberately love my skin because everything around me told me that I should not. 
There are skin Ooh. bleaching creams. You can get, I, I can go to Walmart right now and buy skin bleaching cream. I can get an IV mm. and within a few months, I can be your color. Jeez. Wait, what do you mean? Like they have intravenous. Um, like Michael? In, How do you yeah, bleach intravenous. Your skin through your veins? Like Michael, I don't know like what. I thought it's like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I do not know what the chemicals are. They are very damaging to your body. I don't think people realize this. It damages your kidneys, your liver, vital organs. Yeah. Um, and it's because we are pressured to think that that is, that is better, that is, that is the standard. But there are black men who want light, lighter skinned babies and they don't even address mm -hmm. that in themselves to recognize like, why is it that you even want a light skinned baby in the yeah. first place? So it doesn't leave us dark skinned women with as many choices mm -hmm. in men. So I don't blame dark skinned women for dating outside the race because you right. gotta get love where you can get it, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. and. <laughs> So, I, I, I would love to be with a dark skin. So man, how, how do you feel when other black people say that, uh, that yeah, the opposite, like the opposite way around when, when they're like, when, when a black man dates a white woman or something, they're like, oh, you guys are stealing our men or something like that. I mean, if it's real love, it's real love. But I think the question needs to be explored. Yeah. Why are you doing mm -hmm. this? Particularly because of the history between white women and black women and they've, they've, put us in situations where they've killed black men, they yeah. they, they they lie, they make things up, but yeah. then, you know, and, but end you up in know, jail. Like, my thing is like, colorism is fact, like we all, we can't deny it, right? The thing is like, when you guys look this hot, like you and Sasha can access a lot, right? Even yeah. with your skin. That's true. So do you still feel the ramifications of the stigma? But even though you can still access everything and you're stunning and you're beautiful and people chase you and you still pull a lot of men, like what's uh, the... Yeah, I mean, you still feel it for sure. You, okay. feel it, you feel it amongst your people where I have, I've had light skin, lighter skin black women mm -hmm. like give me looks. Oh, I'm really? prettier than you, bitch. Like, like priority you over you. You see it on TV. You see it on the housewives shows. What is it, was that, that? The housewives of, of Potomac when they were like all mean to the to the Nigerians, the dark skinned Nigerian women. I, I don't, I don't watch the show, but there was a lot of yeah. talk about it, you know. And but they just when I look at Sasha though, like, and I look at her modeling her, I see models that look more like Sasha than look like me. But the thing is, within the industry, it's very like. They treat models like like trends. So, you know, one one day, once upon a time, it was like the lighter skin model. Once upon a time, now like Sudanese girls, you know, are like the new it girls. And it's like getting so bad that there's scouts going to refugee camps. I heard about getting that. models. Sudanese models from refugee camps. camps. Wait, they send them back and after? Sending them back. They send them yeah, back and they send, if they're not what? making money, no they'll way. send them back. But it's it's it kind of shows like that, like the dehumanization of it all, like the fact that these people are, you know, they're in. So we got to go get them from wherever we can. And once they're not popping anymore, we discard them. You know, at one point you saw a lot of indigenous um, Native American models. Now you're not really seeing them as much. One time plus size models was popping. They were doing all the fashion shows. Me growing up, I only had like Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks. You know, there was maybe like a few black models. And those were the women, those are the only women I had to look up to. So there are young girls out there who are plus size who, you know, they don't really have anybody that that they see and they can feel like they're beautiful. Cause those women made me feel beautiful. I used to watch um Michael, my dad was like a big Michael Jackson fan. And so I would watch like um, the In the Closet video with Naomi Campbell, or I would watch um, 
remember the time with Iman and like seeing these black models is like the you know the love interest or as a queen as you know those were the only time I get to see that so I feel like there are girls who need to see these plus size models but why are they never beautiful. the spotlight like they never open or close the show they're like just placed there specifically and strategically it's not like I've yeah, never seen them the used industry, as a muse it's performance you know? right it's performatism <laughs> right that's exactly what Cameron and I are saying like it's yeah. literally like it's not <laughs> truly accepted but like it's like it, they're never the muse. They're never the act. They're sort of just mm -hmm. there to fulfill a quota. And that's that's wrong. Yeah, because they're feeding because now with social media and with like, um, you know, the surge of like activism, you have more people speaking out against things. So I think they're trying to play into that and they've noticed that there's an audience there. So, you know, it's all like a money, like it's all like a numbers game. Like, for example, prior to Fenty, every makeup, you go to different makeup brands, they maybe had like eight different shades and maybe one of them was for dark skinned people. And then Rihanna did Fenty and she had a line with like 50 plus shades or like 40 plus shades. And she started making money and then all the other companies started following suit. Once they realize that there's a market there, then they'll like try to act like they care like they'll do what they can to appease to that market so that they can like make money because they're realizing there's women that we're not representing that can also be spending money with us so we're gonna we might not make them the opening girl or the closing girl but we'll throw them in there so that you know these girls feel seen and they can spend their money you know that's essentially what it is the first always has to be a white plus size like it's always a white person right like White supremacy. It's we're, like we're in America. What's her name? I mean, I I love that. Like I love her, and her name's like Ashley Graham or something. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like I don't know a black model She's beautiful. that's yeah. plus size. Is it Sasha? Does that does one exist? I'm sure it does. But I just don't know. One. I think I've seen it before somewhere. Not Lizzo. But not. But not at not at Ashley Graham's level. No. No. Definitely not. Definitely mm -mm. not. No. Right. There's Precious Lee. Precious Lee. She's. She was in Drake's video with um, 21 Savage, but she's a model originally. Oh, mm. I know who you're talking about. The girl with the, she's the knockers. Covers. Yeah, she's, she's a baddie. She's a baddie. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, we're, yeah, we're definitely veering off the topic, but like, let's get back into it. Sasha, like, do you feel like with skin, right? Give me like a personal experience where like the beauty standard and the societal pressure as a black woman that you face with dark skin, because... For me and Cameron, we just see you guys, and it's like, you guys are stunning. So it's like, I don't know what door you couldn't access. What's your question? So like, do you feel, like, what do you feel? Like, what is this like pressure that you're feeling? Or is it like a, am I just making it up in my head? It's not, it's, it's not pressure, it is, it's colorism. So yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not pressure, it's just, it's recognizing that someone will choose someone light over you and you know, so the feeling like, is I like, see it, like when you're not attractive regardless of skin but like when you're not attractive in dark skin like I could see that but you guys are like stunning uh, then it so. then sometimes it just it feels like you're being fetishized yeah but that, like someone that should, someone wants right. me that shouldn't have to be a thing right that shouldn't have to be I don't I don't feel that, I don't I don't feel pressure I, I feel disgusted that someone wants me like because I am dark skinned, like ooh I've never had I've, I've mm. literally had a man tell me I've never been with a dark skinned woman before and wanting to be with me in like a physical way. Because that is disgusting. Skin. 
that it like you didn't like me for me my my mind is so much more attractive than my body. Yeah. You haven't had a, a very deep conversation with me. I I have depth. I am not surface level at all. And so when I can tell that someone wants me because of my physicality, I know immediately that you are dehumanizing me. Mm-hmm. If I was a slave, the master would still rape me. It didn't like it doesn't. It had nothing like. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, no. Listen. Back. Listen. This is like this is it it, it just because of. The fetish. He didn't have to like me. He didn't have to love me. He doesn't have to respect me. Mm-hmm. He just wants my body. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it feels it's um, if if I can't have a deep conversation with you, then I'm then I'm I'm wondering what this mm-hmm. connection is. Was yeah. this person Caucasian? Uh, yes. Okay. okay. Well, who, but, who specifically? But Adrian, for you, you've dated different nationalities and and uh-huh. ethnicities, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the question? Yeah. But going going back to have you your, ever your, felt that? Yeah, have, dating, have, have you ever felt that? Caucasian guy. <laughs> uh, I mean, not to the scale that I think Michelle is talking about. I mean, I'm also African, like Michelle. But like for Michelle, she's visibly African, where you don't look like you. You're from America. For me, I can blend in a little bit easier, um, where I just look like I could be, maybe like have like a little bit of something in me. Yeah. But. Honestly, sorry. The other yeah. thing is also, I find that men are also very intimidated by me and they don't know how to approach me. So typically the ones that do mm-hmm. are a bit yeah, more I'm like brazen and, you know, they're just like, they're not that's always very smooth with it because yeah. they, like I've had people tell me flat out that I look like someone that should be dating like yeah, yeah like dating Channing Tatum and they felt like I wouldn't want to, like they, they well, put insec- you. They're insecure. Yeah, insecure. Okay, so okay, yeah, they're insecure. People, I think that people assume that people in our position are approached a lot more than what we are. We're not. When you are, I'm just going to my own horn. When you are beautiful and you are very smart, yeah. you are very intimidating to people. And dark skin, they don't know. They just people. Mm-hmm. They just assume that I'm not single. I, most people assume that I am in a relationship or married. Oh, it's just the most. Right. I mean, for you, like for me, I know I'm just like I'm black at the end of the day, full yeah. Somali. Mm-hmm. But for you, you're like literally half white, half black. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh why. yes. I know you and Sasha, in New York, had the experience of a lifetime. Oh yeah, for sure. Where okay, Michelle, I don't know if you know about this. So like, <laughs> Cameron oh, and Michelle. <laughs> We uh, went to this I really remember cool that. restaurant. I forgot the name, but that restaurant. Oh, was so lit. so we both had interactions with Cameron, where we've had to maybe kind of educate yeah, I think him on Sasha some, made out some, with some color. No, I don't oh, think so. no, I did not. Oh, okay. that was that was that was the other girl. That was the other one. That was the other one. Yeah, 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 I won't disclose any names. No names. No names. <laughs> Are you sure, Sasha? I could have sworn you guys were like tongue deep in the back of the Uber. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. That's cap. That's cap. Uh, anywho, That's cap. <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> Michelle. You have a different approach. Sasha has a different approach. Michelle's approach is more education based, where Sasha just is like, I don't have time to educate you. So, yeah, let's I had, get into. I it. remember I had two two conversations of the same thing with two different people with two different reactions, right? So, remember, okay, in the Uber, right? Yeah, First I of had, all, you yeah. were so heated in that yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I was hot. Something. I was hot. Well, so, like, we, like, why am I not allowed to say the N word <laughs> if I'm black? So, can we get it? Okay, hold on. Let's actually. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sasha, yeah, go ahead. What was the statement that you made to make him pound his chest the way he did? 
I saw extra. It wasn't like that. You were pounding your chest. It was not like that. It was a lot. So what happened, guys? Because I have no idea what the situation was. Sasha made a statement, a bold statement, which I'm on Sasha's side. Uh, (laughs) But I still get cameras. (laughs) Sasha, what did you say, babe? Okay, so I want to start by saying that we were all drunk. <laughs> we just came from, I don't know, dinner, the club, or where, wherever. But I had a theory, which I still I still kind of stand by this theory, that if you are biracial, and, well, first of all, I believe that the moms are the, they kind of, you know, the tastemakers of the home. You know, your mom cooks the food. I don't know about y'all, but my mom, when she was cleaning the house, she'll play music. They kind of have like proverbs and stuff that they tell you as a kid, like sayings and things like that. So my theory is if you are biracial, like half black, half white, and you're raised by a white mother, then you're more white. And that's because, you know, the mothers are the tastemakers of the home. So you had more of a white experience. You wasn't really eating, you know, African-American food, soul food, Caribbean food, African food, you know, whatever, that kind of food. You like, you know, the mother parenting is probably a little different. I don't know. It depends on the parents' um, childhood experience as well. But I don't know. I just feel like you grow up to be a little more. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, right. You can't say the N word. So, so, so if I don't eat a certain type of food or if I didn't grow up with a black mom, it takes away from my black experience. That means I'm not black, right? Sasha. Say that. <laughs> yeah, so, that takes away that takes away from grew, my black experience, right? It like, goes it, it goes into Sasha's just saying like mm-hmm. that's your existence and your experience is more focused on your white side. Uh-huh. So therefore, the world might treat you a like I'm black, way, right? Yeah, but your reality isn't really that. So black. therefore. But the so how so is, how is that not my reality when everybody treats me like I'm black? But it's because you have a mixed race you have mixed race syndrome. Yeah. Because it's hard because you don't fit into both worlds. Mm-hmm. It's just like what she's saying is like you're you really don't know what it is to be black because you weren't really raised black, even though regardless mm-hmm. of like what people have made you feel. Okay. Your reality is not black because okay. of your home. Okay. Like, because my mean, mom I is white. I kind of see what yeah. Sasha's saying, but like uh-huh. the. But the thing is, like, is it's nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. So, like, the world made you feel black, and uh-huh. therefore, you have the right to say that is what you're saying. Yeah, of course. That's okay. that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't take just because I was raised in a, in a white home doesn't take away from my blackness. I'm still black at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Gen- oh. Genetically, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm literally fifty percent. That's mm-hmm. debatable. I think you're like Mexican or something. I'm but. literally fifty percent. <laughs> I can pull up my ancestry right now. <laughs> Straight up, Western um, African. <laughs> I'm just speaking on your experience. Like, obvi- like if you have a black father, obviously, like you, you are half black. You know, we're not gonna di- discount your father, but your experience is more. Uh, you grew up in more of a white experience. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I have nothing against that. But wh- why am I not allowed to like say certain things or act a certain way? If, if that's so- who, if that's who I truly am, and if that's what my values are, what? How can you sit here? How can you come here and tell me that I'm that I'm not that? That I'm not black, right? Well, she's not saying you're not black. She's saying, she but, but, I, don't, but, I, saying but I don't get the same privileges that a black person gets, right? You. What do you mean? Privileges. 
Yeah, let's clarify. My privileges. Like, <laughs> like, like, like she, she got mad at me for saying the N-word when I say okay. with my when I say with my friends all the time, and nobody has a problem with it. Right? And your black friends. said if you're from a white yeah. vagina, yeah. you cannot say the N-word regardless if you're half black. And none of my boys have ever even mm. told me anything remotely to that. Well, your boys are like not black. Not that my, 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 yeah. my boys that are black. Okay. That's also just her opinion. That's her opinion. Yeah. Which, yeah. Makes That's sense. Which is valid. It's valid. It's a theory. Theories can it's be a disproven. Theory. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's theory. It doesn't theory. have to be proven or disproven. It's a theory. No. It doesn't take away from yeah. your blackness. Yeah. But the thing is, why did that comment trigger you so much is the real question. Yeah, because I see it everywhere. You don't, I, I don't fit in anywhere. I don't fit in the white community. Mm. I don't fit in the black community. Mm. And I, tr I try so hard to, to fit in to, with everyone, right? Yeah. And I just try to be myself. And when someone tries to dim your light, I, f I felt in that moment that she was trying to dim my light and try to tell me something that I'm not, right? So, yeah, it really, it's triggering. It's mm -hmm. triggering for you. Mm -hmm. So, it's so funny because you're saying your community has made you feel other because you're half-half. Yeah. You're saying your community has made you feel less than because of your skin. So, it's like, literally, it's our own people perpetuating these things. Yeah. Is what I'm yes. hearing, right? Definitely. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. I mean, it's it, you know, it's so it's so interesting growing up being African. Yeah. <laughs> this is wild. I had better relationships and friendships with white people than black Americans. You grew up in America, right? Yes. You're born and raised. Yes. Because it was almost like like the black Americans didn't see me as one of them because I was African. Yeah. I'm dark-skinned. Mm -hmm. You know, I eat different food than they did. I don't eat black American food. I eat African food. Mm -hmm. um, my parent, like the way that I speak, I grew mm -hmm. up in the suburbs. I grew up, so white kids were nicer to me and accepted me more for all of me than the black kids did. It, it, it was really like, it really was like a mindfuck. Yeah, I, I think that goes into a lot of trauma just in the black community in general. Like yeah. we, we're, we're born to hate ourselves. We're born to hate ourselves. We're born to resent born. one another. The, the, we're born to like Black Americans and Africans still have this divide amongst it's us, a weird as if yeah. you know. And it's it's something that really needs to be. And no, it's it's getting better. Like Black Americans are going to Ghana and other places in, yeah. in droves, which is amazing. It's incredible. But the conversations aren't happening at a very deep level. People are just like going to party, but we're not addressing mm -hmm. the fact that we have been deliberately pinned against each other because yeah. the last thing that like the powers want is for marginalized yeah. people to unite mm -hmm. and recognize that our mm -hmm. common oppressor yeah. is them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know? I mean, you and I are both African, but like yeah. Sasha, you're Caribbean, you're Haitian. So like, did you mm -hmm. feel embraced by black America? Cause you guys do have a similar history. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Miami, but my parents are Haitian. And I remember the um, high school I went to in my freshman year, there was like literally um, during like Haitian flag day, like all the black Americans were like um, burning flags, like Haitian flags. What? And, like, yeah, they were like fighting. It was like literally a brawl versus like the Haitians and the um, Black Americans. And they would also call us things like they'll say we eat cats or they'll say we smell or <laughs> like, you know, like. No, I swear. But I, I black know. Americans love saying that to people like mm -hmm. that are Black outside of America. Like yeah. they literally say you smell. They'll say your house smells weird. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I swear. Then, I mean, like, we do smell different. <laughs> We're eating different foods. Of course, it, we smell yeah, different. Yeah, it's food. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, 
but like I don't know the way I see it um I feel like it I, I have you have to see see it from like the black experience sometimes you have to like look look at it from their perspective like these people have been through a lot they have been taught to hate them themselves and you know it is it it's it's kind of like a conditioning so I don't take it so much as you know like a hatred for because I I don't know I hate the divisiveness I hate the Africans versus African Americans the even like within the Caribbean it's like Haiti versus Jamaica and this versus that and this and it's it's kind of like we're all we all literally from Africa like we all like the same people but like from the American African American experience these people don't even know their history like when they're teaching you history black history starts with slavery they don't teach them that they're from you know West Africa they don't teach like they don't they, so there's that's where that disconnect starts like these people don't they don't know like their history dating pre slavery pre the Atlantic slave trade you have to have compassion so and empathy for that yeah but so it, but it hurts when yeah, they call but, you African booty scratcher but, I'm not gonna lie but going back to the point how, how does that make uh your black experience valid this doesn't every black person have their own experience a thousand percent and like, I remember one time doing an interview I was in an interview with like yeah. for like CBS and there were black Americans who didn't think that I should be an activist because I wasn't black American as if I'm not a dark-skinned woman in this world growing up in America in corporate America and having all these experiences and they were like they were they were trolling me on Twitter saying that I shouldn't be an activist because I'm not black American as if I didn't have a black experience. Mm -hmm. like, I grew up with white people, actually closer than you did. I know them from a like, a much more intimate mm -hmm. uh, experience that I can speak to them and say, I know you probably yeah. better than you know yourselves. Did they call you African booty scratcher? Because they no. call me that a lot. Who? Like kids in high school. Never. Okay. No. Yeah, like, I guess it's just me. I didn't, have a I, didn't, I didn't have a terrible high school experience, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, it's like, like but, Candace Owens. You know what I mean? Something like that. Like... Lord. It, it no, it, tri it it trips me out because yeah, I, I I really I, 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 I don't I don't fuck with her like that I really don't but she still has her own black experience right she does she she really still has she her own black experience her blackness yeah she yeah, definitely but she's, does she's just, but but she's, she's definitely not yeah she's definitely not but it doesn't take away from her black experience she's still black right she's she recognizes her blackness but the mm -hmm. thing is like she's definitely from Get Out she's, she's definitely had one of those experiences hundred percent she's definitely. Hundred yeah. percent in in that in that space. But like, it's a, there is a unique experience, especially when you're Black American and or like African, straight from Africa. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember growing up, right? Like, we our parents even kind of differentiated us and said, "Don't hang out with those kids. Mm -hmm. Don't hang out with that." Luckily, mm. like my Somali parents didn't like nobody, so like they didn't yeah. like white people, they didn't like Black people, they didn't like Asians. They just wanted Somalis. Mm -hmm. So like. And it's, it was like just this like bubble of who I could hang out with. <laughs> I literally like they literally were racist to everybody except for Somalis. Yeah. But um, it was just like this weirdness because like you can, for me at least, I like until my mom came to school, no one knew I was from Africa. Mm -hmm. Really? It's only when my name is a little bit misleading. I mean, my name gives it away a little bit. Ahmed? <laughs> I mean, Aladdin? Yeah. Aladdin? Aladdin? Ahmed gives it away. But like when I say Adrian, like no one will know uh, I'm like, yeah. straight from Africa. But like right. when, and like my sisters and like stuff, like when we go to school, like it was fine. And then our parents would come, mm. the Somali kids' parents, like 
like they're they literally are dressed like the Somali Power Rangers. <laughs> like literally like garments yeah. up. Their clothes are so like they're sweeping the floor. Yeah. They're like multicolor. So it's beautiful. Oh it's gosh. stunning, but like that and then you would literally know like people would know, like you're like, oh you're not from here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, mm. they give you they call you names. Yeah. Yeah. I would love so. to ask Cameron a question. Ooh, I think yeah, it's go ahead. I think it's interesting, you know, that you and I'm I'm okay with you saying the N word. I don't I don't even say the N word because that's not part of like my culture. I'm African. We don't say that there. But mm. I want to go into our conversation that we had at yeah. uh, I think the Pendry. Yeah, yeah, he was complaining about <coughs> Sasha. No, he d- wasn't. Oh, was talk- not no, complaining he wasn't. About no, Sasha. he wasn't talking I, about her. I have nothing but love for Sasha. Yeah. No, he wouldn't talk about her. He made a comment about being light skinned. So I would love to know. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, and I remember like. I felt a bit triggered because mm. I was like, ooh, is he, it, it felt like you were aware that being light-skinned was like a positive thing. Mm. So I'm just wondering for you where, um, like, Oh, I think I said, oh yeah, it's light, it's giving light skin energy, yeah. team light skin or something. Yeah, like team, that. team, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing I hate more than like the team dark skin, team light skin, mm. yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm just, cu- I'm curious as to um, where you think that, feeling comes from like are you like were you even aware in that moment that society does preference lighter skinned people i think we're all aware that there is an advantage and like a social advantage to being fairer skinned we all know that. yeah yeah definitely i think yeah. the lighter your skin the mm-hmm. the more opportunities you have in life and adrian knows that as well and so you feel that we no, know no, it. no we're not even like something it, we it's, feel. it's just like something we know exists something we right. we grew up with yeah. no, knowing and it's mm-hmm. embedded in us. So how do you, but like, but like when you made that, that statement, do you feel like, like, do you ever play on that? Do you ever, do you ever use that to your advantage? Oh, def- definitely not to my advantage. I was with a group of friends and we were mm-hmm. hanging out and we just Sarcastic. talked. But, mm-hmm. but as soon as I felt like it triggered you a little bit, we had, we put all the jokes aside and we really mm-hmm. started having a real conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really respected you. And that's why I wanted to have mm-hmm. you on the show yeah. because you were more on the educational basis than just to kind of clap back at me or to mm-hmm. just say something like that. <laughs> Sasha. 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 You educated him. I ain't going to lie. I mean, she, I mean, she tried, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm but here for I, all yeah, the beef. I'm here for it. Out of context. Like, he was saying I'm it here in for the most, it. like, sarcastic, joking way. Yeah. And it was just, like, funny, to be honest. Even, like, I think David was saying it, too, where it was just, like, a joke. Yeah, David, but but yeah, like, but yeah, uh, if it's friend. if oh, it's really? triggering to someone, yeah, like I definitely don't yeah. want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm, it's triggering I'm to so someone who, mm-hmm. uh, who is dark skin, who yeah, you know, people prefer light skin like people this. over you. Yeah, you look like this. Though. You I know, mean, listen. I, sometimes I use my 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 blackness for, for you know to my my advantage. If I can tell that white people mm-hmm. are interested in me because I'm African, I play that up. I'm gonna lie. Sometimes I go on castings. They're like, "What are you?" I'm like, "African." (laughs) Right? You're like, "Oh," and they're like, "Oh, you." Yes. You know, I don't know, like the weird ways they like to describe black, dark-skinned women. Like, "Oh, you're exotic," or "You're chocolate," "You're this," "You're that." I'm like, "Thank me, thank you. Give me, give me something for free, then. Give me something." Use it. Like, I mean, that's a good thing. So, 
What what do you recommend for me in the future? What 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 should I do? What, what's the better word? Should I, mean, I just not just, should I just comments? not say? Should I just not make any light skin jokes or any any, any dark skin jokes? Or I can't say that I'm light skin or like no, that you, it's giving light skin energy. Like like what what's the proper way of going about it? I think like like the jokes are fine as long mm-hmm. as they are not perpetuating the idea that being light is better. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, okay. That's all. Like Do you we feel like he was perpetuating like lightness is better at that moment because i mean it was me I, you. did you did you feel that i was trying to use my skin to like be like oh i'm better well, than this because i'm like yeah. i might have there. i don't remember the whole conversation there was just three there was three it was me you sabrina so like we're all like decently fair and there was you as well mm-hmm. and it's like i i think it just came out in the and there's no excuse for it like do you fe- did you feel in that moment less than or something by his comments is that why it triggered you I might have. I don't remember. I don't remember even what we were talking about. I don't remember what the exact, like exact, mm-hmm. uh, context of the conversation was. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely we were something. Cheersing. We were cheersing. It was some. It was something I that I felt necessary in the moment to address. Yeah. Yeah. For and, whatever reason. And as soon as that happened, the whole tone shifted. And then. Oh, I can shift the room. Yeah. I'm aware. You definitely <laughs> did. Yeah. You definitely. You definitely did. And I'm I. Aware. But but I love that because it educates me and. Uh, it teaches me more about colorism and how yeah. you feel because yeah. I feel like the world needs more empathy. I think we need to under- I think we need to understand each other better. Yeah, I agree. And I I love that you did that. Yeah. Do you, dark, was... do you ever ever dated dark skinned women? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. I'm, I'm here for it all. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't date for that. I date for uh, personalities Personality. and characteristics. I don't yeah. I don't care what all you, your what you are. are. Like very fair, complexed, Cameron. But we're gonna get back to. Oh them. shit! No, no, it's a, it's a mix of everything. It's been a mix of everything. Well, we need to see a list. Yeah, I got, like, I, got you, oh I, I got you a list. Okay. Uh, what were you going to say, Sasha? What's your question, sis? Um, what does colorism look like for you, like, back home from your experience? In, like, like where I grew up? In Africa. Oh, well, I mean, I grew up in, in, in U.S., but in Ghana, uh, women are now, <laughs> if, you, if you have money, they have now resorted from going from using the creams to lighten your skin to the mm. intravenous. So they will literally go to a facility that is being promoted as or marketed as, oh, you're just getting, you know, vitamin C or, you, you know, you're, you're getting nutrients in your body for, for energy. But what they're doing is they're lightening your skin. Mm. So now in Ghana and across Africa, your skin bleaching can look flawless, but there's, you can still tell there's something going on with someone because you're like, something just doesn't look right about you. You don't, something, something's a little bit off. Um, and so, I mean, but the, I mean, Ghana is very mixed, like on the coast, it's more later skinned because that's where the Europeans were stationed. Uh, but Ghana, a lot of us have very dark skin, so there is not nearly as much colorism within Ghana, but it is definitely increasing. Uh, the skin bleaching is increasing. I have aunties that would say to me, like, why don't you, uh, relax your hair? Like they, they like like they always want you to have like perfectly straight hair all the time, and so yeah, it's like it's too much work. Um, so, but it's unfortunately it's increasing with the uh, influence of the West, you know. So you know the Cardi B's, like like mm. you know black women in in Africa are even are getting like butt implants, like butt injections, and it's like what do what I'm here for we don't I'm even need it. it. Yeah. We are African. <laughs> what do you mean we are like I'm Team BB, right? I'm like, I'm like, like we're already we're already the blueprint, but with the influence of uh, like Black America specifically, mm-hmm. and then in, in Europe, uh, it is definitely increasing, and it's 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 sad to see us that we are not mm-hmm. embracing 
us like now there is a culture and a movement to counteract the movement to want to be lighter skinned and more Western. And now we are trying to bring it back to our original. Like we need to embrace who we are as dark skinned African people. Mm. I think we're so embracing it, but it's like the, the plus size model thing. Like it's like we want to and we need to, but people with fair complexion still do get better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I see it in Ghana. People with yeah. people who are fair, especially especially the Nigerians, people who are fair are treated better. I see it yeah. in Ghana. I like I see Ghanaians treat white people better than their own. Literally, and those are the people that colonize them. It is it is madness. I've I've walked into a school where I see there's pictures of white Jesus all throughout Ghana. Ghanaians don't even know. It's like you know that that's not what Jesus looked like. And they're like, oh, oh. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, he yeah, was it's not, a, it's a brainwashing. yeah, he was not, he did not have blonde hair, blue That's eyes hard. and light yeah. skinned. And so it, it is, it's, it's an undercurrent and it's there. It's not as prominent as it is in some other African countries. Like I said, like Nigeria and specifically in the U S but it's, it's there. Well, I mean, Sasha, I know how it is in Jamaica, but like, is it really bad in Jamaica. Is it really? No, I know how it is because I saw a documentary in Jamaica, but how is it in Haiti? I'm not from Jamaica. No, I, <laughs> Jamaican no, I, want, I watched a documentary hey, from Haitian. Jamaica and like it's really bad in Jamaica, mm. but is it really bad the same because those are Caribbean, but like is it the same sort of scale as Jamaica and Haiti? In ha yeah. Okay. So like um, my mom my well my aunt she's light skin and my mom is a dark skin woman and she told me growing up um her sister was treated better than her because she's light skin so even like within the home you know light skin children tend to be treated um more you know tenderly more nurturing and then the dark skin child is usually kind of you know you know how they say black women, like they always put this like toughness on us. Like they just expect us to be tough all the time or strong. You know, that's kind of how the dark skinned child is treated. And so like, it's apparent in that even like um, a lot of our presidents marry light skinned women. We don't mm. really have a lot of like dark skinned first ladies. Um, a lot of like the, the celebrities, even the men, are like light skin. We have a lot of famous light skin musicians. And so it's apparent in, in our media, it's apparent at the home. So yeah, it, it is a big effect. And bleaching is very popular there as well. But my mom's dark skin and she always been that girl. So I kind of grew up with that inf influence, even though like when I watch TV, I don't see a lot of dark skin women um, being shown as like the standard of beauty. My mom has always been kind of that standard of beauty for me because she was always well kept and stuff like that, like hair done, nails done, you know. So thankfully, I always had that influence. But yeah, that's not the case for a lot of people, especially in Haiti. I think we talked a lot about the skin. But like, you know, another aspect to this is the Eurocentric features, like people consider everything to be Eurocentric, like my nose would be considered Eurocentric, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, it's a Somali nose. Mm -hmm. It's an African nose. Yeah. I, used to, I used to want a nose job. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. I mean, Is Sasha it? does it. Sasha, you never got, like, you know, you never you got a nose job? No, I did not have a nose job. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little filler in my nose. because I, <laughs> I knew it. I, have I knew hook. there was something. You know, no, I swear, I have a hook. Like, it's like a bad, you know those like, 
those hooks that people have in their noses. Like, yeah, why didn't you just leave it? Why didn't, like, yeah, but why like, didn't you leave yeah. it like it was? Why, huh? why didn't you embrace yourself? Why didn't you just leave it like it was? Because I could fix it. Why? Why do you need to fix it? I mean, I, it, it's a personal decision. Yeah, but, yeah, but why? Why is, <laughs> it a, a why is it a personal decision? All of a sudden? I mean, I wanted to because it made me look a little bit Eurocentric, better. right? And no, 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 it's not. No, I just, first of all, like all I did, all I did <laughs> first of all, hey, whatever they first say, all, first of all, yeah, they're under pressure. They're did, under pressure. All I did was put a little bit of filler just here, yeah, but why even, to give it an even proportional mm-hmm. sort of look. yeah, but why that's the Eurocentric I look, didn't right? Change the shape of my nose, it's, or it's, anything. It's, it's the idea of perfection, right? But no, I but no, 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 like a lot. I mean, first of all, Europeans have jagged ass noses too, let's be. <laughs> But the thing is, like, all I did is just, like, just to give me a better, like, profile on the nose, Mm -hmm. all I did is just add a little filler here because it had the hook. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything else to the shape. Adrian, we love Mm -hmm. that for you. Okay. But. (laughs) We love that for you. Anywho, going into that, (laughs) Sasha, you voluntarily chose to shave your hair off. And as a black woman, <laughs> it's so fine. I love it when women it's do hot. that. Mm-hmm. I love it. But as a black, dark-skinned woman, like that's that's courage. It is. Like I, I did it twice, and it's like, whew, you're out there. Like you're like, this is me. That's a yeah. Me. And especially like black women love hair. And she chose to shave it off. Like, Sasha, why'd you shave it? And how do you deal um, with are there ramifications to you shaving it? No, I don't feel like there's any like ramifications. Honestly, I, I, so I went through like a long hair journey before I used to do the perm. Like, I feel like most black girls, especially growing up in America, you know, your parents are, well, your mom's always perming your hair. And, um, I used to do the wigs and the weaves and all that, but all that just takes so much time, money, cause it's expensive. Now these girls doing lace fronts and all that stuff. And these hairstylists are charging like $500 plus. It was also expensive. But when I started modeling, um, actually it was during like the Tumblr era, I decided to go natural. And then, um, that was just too much to deal with, like having like that, Cause I have like 4C hair, which is like the um, tightest curl pattern. Can you educate us on that? Like and someone so, told me about this like letter grading system for hair. Yeah, it's just a curl, but it's just the way they kind of like separate the curl pattern. So it goes from like I think 1A to like 4C being the the coiliest. What does Cameron have? I don't know. Can you, sir, I, I had a perm once, or not a perm, but I I, I had a Brazilian blowout once. I had straight hair. Like Adrian, and, and you're probably soccer, like my a soccer three. Time. It was crazy. Like a three C or, or three. No, you're probably like a three B or something like that. What, what What does that mean? I don't care about anyone's hair pattern. Besides is it like, about, no like my hair is like, but it gets curly. But in the beginning, it's just a little straight. It's curly, but it's like a like a looser curl. Okay. Well, anyways, not important. <laughs> But anyways, it's just like a lot to deal with. It was just a lot to deal with for me. So um, I decided to cut it just off of for convenience. But I don't think there is, I feel like it's more accepted in the modeling industry. Like when you're a model, it's more accepted. But for like the everyday girl, like, you know, I mean, I I got a lot of shit, especially for my family when I first cut it. The family's the Um, worst. mm. And then, yeah. In the opposite hand, I mean, you flat iron your hair. Yeah, so like I can get it real straight, like straight, straight. Yeah, like so, mm-hmm. like, do you feel pressure to like make it look more 
Eurocentric. No, I just started doing this hairstyle recently because it's now it's not summer anymore. So in the summertime, I don't I don't straighten it because okay. I can't. <laughs> the, my, I, have, I have I have 4C hair. It's natural. So I either just do natural hairstyles or I have braids. I love braids because, like Sasha said, natural hair is a lot of work. So if it's summertime, I typically keep it in braids, okay. or I have it natural. Um, I'll do like twist outs or bantu knots, and then mm-hmm. it'll be like puffy. Ooh, um, yeah, it's cute. Love, it, love that. Love that. But now they have these things called half wigs, like what I'm wearing now. So like the top top of the hair is mine, and I just straighten it. And my natural hair is um, twisted down, like flat twisted, on my head, so it's like all in there. That's a wig. Yeah. Oh, so it's like extensions a little bit. No. Oh. Like if you pull this, it'll just come <clears> off. <throat> What, is, what do you mean? Extensions too? No, extensions are that's a lot of work and it's incredibly expensive. So this is just like you, like the top of your, the top of the hair is yours, and the rest of your hair is braided down, and you just like put it over your hair, and then you flat iron it to match. But I could have gotten a wig that was a bit more my curl pattern, but I don't love those as much because they just don't make them as much as as they do like this type of hair. Um, but it's all about it's all about convenience for us. Like, but I haven't had a perm for probably a decade. A decade, Be- at least, because the chemicals in the um, relaxers have been linked to fibroids mm-hmm. and all other kinds of health issues in Black women. So it burns your scalp, right? It also burns your scalp. But yeah. people have to remember yeah. anything anything you put on your skin is going into your bloodstream. Yeah. So I haven't had a relaxer in probably at least a decade. I I refuse to do it. Um, I'll straighten my hair with a flat iron, but I will never, ever comically straighten my hair, ever. That's crazy. I mean, like, I can't wait. Like, right now, like, my hair is probably, like, here-ish, and I can't wait, because when I go to Ghana, when I'm in, like, warm weather, my hair grows really, really fast. So in the, like, by January, I have to be able to, like, wear it out in, like, a big throw. Mm. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I Let's not talk about hair. Right? <laughs> 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 what kind of hair do you have? Is it like four four C or? I mean, Sasha. Sasha, no. you said what kind of hair? You should show. You should uh, mm-hmm. show, show Sasha. <laughs> Don't do. So she can judge you. She, she can see what your hair looks like. She probably knows, right? Sasha, you know hair very well. Yeah. What, what do you think know, Adrian is? Show, show, show her your hair real quick. <laughs> we don't have to worry about. <laughs> okay, I have I have I have a question for everyone. Everyone in this group. I want to know how you, or how everyone deals with colorism or racism. What I mean, do, I was an activist, you... so I put myself in the position to mm-hmm. be a like authoritative voice on the topic. So people mm-hmm. don't like if someone comes into my DMs, and it, honestly, it hardly ever happened because mm-hmm. I was in a place of like I'm educating you. So typically, mm-hmm. the people that came to me, more times than not, they wanted to legitimately have a conversation to learn. They were mm-hmm. coming to me to ask me things. Every once in a while, I would get. A white guy or a white girl that would say some bullshit, and I would just yeah, I either block them mm-hmm. if I have the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I clap back. <laughs> it depends. If someone is if someone is deliberately attacking me, I will either clap back or I will block them. Mm-hmm. But because I put myself in a position where I was I was there to educate you, it didn't yeah. happen as that often. Um, it does it happen in person? Um. It, it it does, but it's never it's not typically outright. Like it's just like yeah. a feeling. Like you can tell someone. Yeah. I can tell the difference. Like the way a man looks at me, yeah. whether you're looking at me because you want to sleep with me, mm-hmm. or you're totally indifferent, or you don't like me because I'm black. Like, oh, okay, so okay. I will. Um, sometimes about, I will. Do you ever get it from females? Like female energy, like that? 
for sure. Yeah. But I will, I will give that energy back to let them know, like I am a queen, and whatever energy you're giving off, it cannot penetrate this, mm-hmm. and it typically, like, kind of shocks them. They don't know. They don't know how to respond to that. Like, if you're like you're gonna try to intimidate me, I can do it ten times better than you. So if you're gonna try something, mm-hmm. like I'm just, just like I'm, passive aggression or something. Yeah, like like, like passive yeah. aggressiveness. And sometimes I will literally directly look at someone and be like, like, is there an issue? Mm-hmm. And typically, when you just asking, like, is there a problem here? Is there an issue? Yeah. They don't know what to say yeah. because sometimes they don't even realize themselves what they're doing. They don't realize that they have been conditioned to not like you because you're black. Mm-hmm. So when you ask them, is there a problem? Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, oh, and then their demeanor will change and they'll mm-hmm. get they'll get nicer and their tone will shift. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> what I thought. But I never have to, it's not a I, I rarely ever have to be like, you're a racist, or it never really comes to that. Also, because mm-hmm. to Adrian's point earlier, because I'm pretty, it's not usually that over. Racism. Mm-hmm. It's more passive aggressiveness. So, um, you know, even if they're racist, they're like, "Oh, well, she's pretty, so she'll get she like gets a pass." Mm. Yeah, still hurts, right? It still hurts. What about what about you, Sasha? Um, luckily, no, I, I've never encountered that. Sometimes I'll see like the videos on the Karen videos or whatever, and I'm just like, "Thank God." <laughs> Not Wait, me, you've never you've never encountered a, you've never encountered a racist moment like that? Like when somebody's not came at like you weird? That, not to that extent. Like a overtly, like outwardly racist. No. You might get like I don't it's funny because my the only racist experiences I've all my racist experiences has been out um well, how would I say? I guess not from like white Americans. Like I've experienced like um some covert racism in Europe. I experienced it from Cubans growing up in Miami. Cubans, but like, oh, they they think that a lot of them think they white, and some of them they'll be as dark as I am. They're they're like, no, I'm not, I'm not black. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're the ones outside with Trump flags. I swear, (laughs) they're the biggest Trump supporters. It's crazy. Remember, um, when I was in Milan, oh my god, it was that was the worst. Like the energy there, just you'll walk into certain places and everyone will just look at you like, what are you doing here? You know, like as a black person. And then I noticed like most of the black people there were working like low level jobs, like security or food delivery workers. Like you won't see, you won't walk into an office and even see like a black person at the reception table. So it's like, and then I remember um, I had a job at Venice and I had to take the train and I was talking with my agent about it. She was teaching me how to take the train there. And she was like, be careful for the Africans because they steal. And I'm like, bitch, what <laughs> like, why the fuck would you say that to me? Like, and, and to them, for them, it's not, oh, it's not racism because it's not a black thing. For them, it's like, um, they frame it more as it's like, oh, you're African, so you're this, or, oh, you're not like the Africans, you're from America. But it's like, no, I, I am, though. Like, you know, like, it's offensive to me as well. When she said that, how'd you handle it? What'd you do? You know, that's a, it's tricky situation because you're at work and they're your agents and they're the ones who's in communication with the clients. If they don't want you to work, they can, like, they can sabotage your career. And it kind of caught me off guard. Like I didn't expect her to say it. So I kind of just like, you know, like at first I like, I kind of like, you know, got stuck for a second. And then I was just like, I kind of had to just brush it off. Cause my thing is like, I don't know. 
how to like maneuver conversations like that well I'm like I, if I say something I'm gonna pop off and then now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back to America because I can't work here anymore <laughs> so it's like I just I just kind of like Ask like the question. An excuse me. No, move on. No, not no, no, like, no, not not excuse me because excuse me is still like somehow aggressive. I would literally just say, "What do you mean by that?" That's a in a very that's not super aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> that's aggressive. What do you but, mean by no, that? Especially, no, but, no, but especially that, the way you looked at me, you're like, "What do you mean by yeah, that?" Yeah, well, it's that's, because that's it'll because too. it'll 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 force someone to examine the question and mm. explain themselves. Yeah. It's it's not it's not it's not coming at you. You're just oh, what do you mean by that? But she's at work, you guys. So like, and yeah. this is someone who can literally sabotage her career. So therefore, right, right. I think what Sasha did is the right way to approach it. But I will say in Sasha's point, I would have asked. a lot of the black people, when you go to Europe and like all these clubs and stuff, why are all the bouncers, all the security is black? They do it like mm -hmm. this weird thing. I think it's like an intimidation thing. They have this big black then, guy yeah. at the door. And then they only let a certain amount of black people in, yes. right? Yeah, I had such a different experience in Barcelona. People were fetishizing me. I was, Spaniards, I, uh -uh, we, we like, I, like me and my sibling, my siblings and I, we went, we did a sibling trip to Barcelona and we were in a restaurant and the owner literally walked up and gave us a free bottle of wine and we looked at him and they were just like, oh, it's on us. And my siblings and we were like, what is, okay. People came up to us after we were done eating. They wanted to be our friends and talk to us. And like, who are you? We were just like, okay, it's definitely because we're black. Because we're the but only black people in here. there's a lot of privilege too. Because like you're saying, like, you also have like, yes, you're black. But like, you have a vernacular that's like an American accent. So yeah. therefore they hear dollar and signs. Like all my siblings, like we're all, like, we're all good looking as well. And then, um, and then another time when I was in Barcelona, we were in a, I was in a grocery store. And I had, it's summertime, so I, my long braids and a woman comes up to me speaking Spanish and starts like touching like she touched my arm and then she ran her fingers through my hair and she was speaking Were Spanish no braids I had braids oh, okay, okay. and then she was like touching my braids and she was looking at me and she was smiling and, mm -hmm. da -da 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 and speaking Spanish and the cashier and her were like smiling and looking at me and like they, like I could tell that they were saying that I was pretty but I was just like, you're touching me and mm. I don't know you. Like they look at us like we are objects. And I just Especially I, your hair. Yeah. And I looked at her. I looked at her and I smiled and I I like pulled back and she kind of she's like, oh, oh, oh. Like she, yeah. you know, she, you know. Innocent. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I you know, I didn't mean anything by it. And of course I look out, I look out the store, my brothers are standing there and they're looking at me and they're like doubled over in pain, laughing at me. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I'm being assaulted. You know, not assaulted, but it's yeah, it was very much. Now people did stare at us throughout the week, but we got treated like we were like celebrities. It was a weird, weird thing. I mean, you're. It was a weird How thing. Is what What is it like being? Do you ever feel like some of your family's a little racist? Yeah, yeah. Really? Not, not not racist, but like underlying racism, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, There's that's, a, that's still racist because that's how they're yeah, but that's a, that's how they're raised back in the day. And so, a lot and of I've noticed Europeans they don't they don't understand. Like, it's hard to get it. <clears throat> it's hard for it's hard for them to understand. Yeah. So they acknowledge what I'm going black? through. They, they they acknowledge it and they love me for me, but at you're the end of the day like they're still other black people to them. You're there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they other you and they always say like, well, yeah, be, like when they told that to Sasha it's like you're, they're basically saying you're not like one of them. Mm -hmm. You're better than them. Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. other than. So because yeah. you're palatable yeah. to white people. Yeah. I've been called an Oreo. Oh, Michelle, you're not like like literally. That's been said to me. Yeah. 
I'm like white on the inside. And to be honest, that's why. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. why I've been able. That's why, as an activist, I was able to do what I did because white people allowed me into their spaces. They allowed me into their companies. I spoke at the United Nations and Google and like all these places, and they were like, "Come and talk to us about how racist we are." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, thank you for allowing me to." But even that, that Oreo idea is so racist because it's, it's very racist. like if you speak, you know proper or you're educated it's almost as if they're tying that to whiteness as in black people can't be educated or black people can't you know have a a, um speak eloquently like i don't like even that like oh you you're oreo or you talk white or you act white that's the worst when they say you talk white Mm mm-hmm what I mean, first I'll say of what, all, what does that mean? Because there's a white language. It's English. It's, it's like English. A, it's a white language. <laughs> but it's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Because I could talk white, but I could be from Minnesota or I could be from Alabama or I could be from, you know, New York. Like all it's all different accents. What is that like to your point? What is that? It doesn't mean anything. They just tie. They just like as Sasha said, they associate education and proper English with white people because they think that white people like that's of incredibly racist ideology that came from slavery that we weren't as smart and that's why we should be working in the fields. Yeah. We were we weren't as smart and so that's why we couldn't be doctors and we couldn't mm-hmm. go to college and we couldn't do these things yeah. because they had to lie to everybody to make us think that we did not deserve powers or positions of power because we weren't smart enough to be in those positions. <laughs> but tying it all back to the topic at hand which is you know I love your skin or we love your skin. Thank you. It somehow just literally is like us like like our community just othering each other and instead of like saying oh like you have your own black experience even though you're very fair-skinned i have mine you have your unique one sasha has hers as a caribbean and it's like where is like when are we going to come together and just be like okay you know what like we need to like fix this within our community yeah i I think it's in our community, I think it's really difficult to feel comfortable in your skin. Like, when do yeah. we get to a point where we feel comfortable with everyone in our skin, especially with our complexion? Yeah. And that's the hard part. Because it usually comes from your own community yeah. that, like, says these harsh realities. And, like, I mean, just in, like, my culture, like, I just remember, like, the features. Like, I remember my grandma, like, pinching my sister's nose. So, like when she's a baby, right? Mm. And those, I mean, normally Somalis just do have pretty sharp noses, but it's like she was literally pinching her nose to make it grow <laughs> in a specific way. And I don't think she's being racist or anything, but I think what she's trying to do, she's trying to set, in her mind, she's trying to set her granddaughter up for success to be more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it, like, would she not be okay or beautiful if she had a flatter nose? I feel like one of the biggest things is educating because I feel like a lot of what we learn about each other, and I'm talking about like across the diaspora, is from white media. Um, for example, like when the only time you'll see anything about Africa on television growing up in America is the feed the children or, you know, so they always depicted Africa as being a like an, a poor continent you know most people didn't even most people don't even know that africa is a continent like a lot of people (laughs) country (laughs) call it like a country and then from the other side you know the way they depict 
Black Americans is that they're thugs, rappers, whores, they're this, they're that. So we're all getting like a false idea of each other. And I feel like we need to educate each other on African history. We need it first and foremost, because that's all of our history. Like, for example, I, I have a friend, another model who's from Ghana. She says, going to school, they don't teach you African history. They teach no. you British history. Yep. Like, she doesn't even know about, like, the African empires that existed pre-colonialism. So, like, things like that, like, you know, to show us that we had, we had, you know, infrastructure, we had government, we had kings and queens and riches. Like, that's not something that's synonymous with whiteness or um, um, Europeans. So, you know, that that having that closeness with your your African culture, everyone reconnecting with their African culture, which is why like people visiting Nigeria, going to Ghana, doing the 23 and me or whatever, you know, reconnecting with their African culture. That's, I feel like that's a good start. AfricanAncestry.com. That is, it is um, founded by a black woman who will tie your, like she'll help you find specifically even what tribe you're from. I mean, I heard they steal your yeah. DNA though. No, but this is a black woman. Yeah, that's, I really, no, that's, I really no, want to see your two, twenty-three and me. I yeah. want to see what you are. I, yeah, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. I, I and I wouldn't do the the ancestry.com. I would specifically do africanancestry.com. Oh, I'm Somali. I know that. Yeah, Correct. created by well, obviously not you, <laughs> but like obviously. But I mean, like do like black are people should do the African ancestry, owned by a black woman. It's safe. She's not going to sell your information. The other ones are run by white people. You have no idea what they're doing with your with your DNA. Selling it. Yeah. Um. So you guys, what is the takeaway? Like, how can we, like, what can we do? Like, we're literally four people talking about this. It's a fact. We all know it. It exists. You made an yeah. ignorant comment. You got called out. You got educated. You know, like, I made ignorant comments, and sometimes I don't get it. But, like, what can we do? Like, what's the takeaway? You just do, I think you just do what you can in your personal life. Like, no one has to go out necessarily being an activist, but... When you hear something, I think we have to be more courageous in addressing things when they happen, or even if you don't have the courage to do it in the moment, um, have the courage to have the conversation with the person later on if you have a relationship mm. with that person, yeah. because it doesn't like it. There's no progress if people don't have the courage to speak up and have these conversations. Um, so just start with your circle. Like when you notice it, speak up. Encourage your people that you love mm -hmm. to speak up when they see it as well. And I think that that's, that's just where it starts. It starts at home. Can we just bring back bullying? Like, honestly, like, <laughs> I swear. Bring like, back bullying? Oh, just a little bit. Like, I mean, not to the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Not Wait. like a severe end. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, that's when like... someone no. makes an ignorant comment, like, you really got to bully them a little bit. Like, no, I don't agree with that. Because I think you got to educate. Because... And it, it depends uh, what they say, too. I think it's Because... And, and I say that as someone who, like, did this work for years, nothing shuts down a conversation faster than making someone feel ashamed. Nothing but shuts them down faster. But, but it should feel no, ashamed. they should not necessarily. If should you have felt, felt ashamed? Yeah. If they if they do it personally, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, 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 no. If they're doing it, if they're attacking you personally, if they're doing it, no. But we're not talking about deliberate. No one wants to do something painful. You know, like, yeah, but it happens. No, it sometimes happens people do it deliberately. People do it. People have done but, it to me. But like, you know, like so, so. I don't. I just. I don't think that. Like literally, shame does not get us far at all. I think. I think we need to approach these conversations with... Yeah, if someone no, calls you, you a monkey to your face, what do you do? Pop. 
Yeah, done. but that's yeah, <laughs> no. Violence like, is the answer. Yeah, but that violence is, is 100 That's someone that's that. trying to do it ah. deliberately. If you're yeah. just having a conversation, someone makes an ignorant comment. Like I'm not gonna come oh, at you and yeah. make you feel ashamed. I'm gonna come mm. at you with compassion and empathy because yeah, I understand exactly. that you were not taught this. Just like what Sasha said, we are deliberately fed information about one another that is incorrect on purpose to divide us. And if we know that, mm -hmm. then approach then trying to shame you is that like that literally doesn't make any sense. You have to if you know that. Approach them with compassion, empathy, understanding. Maybe you don't know this. Maybe you weren't taught this. But I'm going to take the time right now to educate you because you're my brother, you're my sister, you're you know we're 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 in the same kin. I want us to all do better. Um, and that like I'm not just talking out of my ass. I I've mm -hmm. done the work. I've done the yeah, work, and I yeah. know what works. And yeah. when you can approach someone and just swallow your pride a bit and be like, I'm going to take the time to educate you, mm -hmm. that opens up the door for more conversation. That person may come to you in the future and be like, hey, can I talk to you about this thing? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, you know what? That person last time, they attacked me. They made me feel ashamed. I'm not going to go to that person to have the conversation. Why would I when they made me feel like shit? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to talk to someone that allows me the space to make mistakes and they're going to hold space for me and help me along the way as opposed to like talking to me like I'm, you know, like yeah. I'm an idiot. So, um, I mean, I, I know that works. It's just, takeaway, you know, that's, yeah, that's but we're, that's what's why she's, thing? that's why she's an activist and that's why what's she's doing, that's why she's right. doing, that's all why the I get paid for it. That's why, that's why she's doing all the <laughs> right. groundwork and she knows how to come at it correctly. Sasha, yeah. what's your takeaway? Are you popping or are you talking? Am I popping? <laughs> Um, I ain't popping nobody, but then also, I don't know. Sometimes I, I guess it depends on the situation. You did if pop I feel off like on camera and FYI, <laughs> just for the huh? record. She said, she said y'all were drinking though. That's you, were, you did pop off on cam. Yeah. hundred percent. I ain't pop off. You felt like I popped off on you, Cameron. I mean, 100%. I mean, everybody, everybody <laughs> felt, I think everybody, I think I can speak for everybody. They felt that way. <laughs> So you know, I just I'm, get a little aggressive when I'm drunk. Yeah, it's all good, but but I was here for it. I'm gonna come back. So it is what it is, right? I was like Sasha, like you're right. I was like, oh, you're Lord. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't think you helped the just, situation. You're just an instigator. That's why he was just there for the drama. Adrian's just there for the drama. <laughs> he didn't care about the cause. He was there for the drama. Are you popping? Or are you talking? Uh, it depends how they come at me. If exactly. they come at me, if they come at me on some monkey. Uh, some nigger shit, whatever what they, they want to say. Oh, yeah. Hand, hands are getting thrown for sure. Right. I, I've done it. Uh, I, I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. But if, if they just come at me with the, like an ignorant comment, then yeah, it's something we can talk about. It, it depends on the person. I, 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 like. I, I don't condone violence ever, but right. like blatant racism like that, when someone comes at me and says words like that mm -hmm. straight to my face. To, to try to put me down, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you get away with it. Yeah. Never, yeah. never, for never sure. in this world. I, my I, got a, I got a question for Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> August sixth. You're you're in you're at the <laughs> the Mississippi deck. You see the brawl pop off. Who you whose side you fighting on? What do you mean? There's only one side. The Alabama <laughs> the Alabama brawl. Yeah, the Alabama ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm beating the hell out of those white people. <laughs> I would have had my popcorn. I'm beating the, the, the hell. I'm running back and forth. I would have been swimming across the river with them. Yeah. They were dead wrong though. Like the guy was doing his job. Of course. But. Yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that. Like, but that's right. that. That's why it all depends on the situation. It's like who is the one talking to you? What are they saying? What do you feel the intent is? What's the context? And then you, yeah. and then you have to, like my, my, my whole activism started because I saw two guys in a Starbucks being arrested for not buying a coffee, two black guys. And the barista 
called the cops. For what? Because she didn't want black guys in her store. And they, they literally were just sitting there. She called the cops. And when that happened and they came, they actually got arrested. I, I did pop off on her mm. because I knew that what she was doing was deliberate. She was being racist. So I got up, I confronted her. I was yelling at her. I confronted the police officers. Like that's literally how I got my start, start in activism. People were like filming me. Um, I popped off because I knew she was being racist. Yeah. Um, and so in a situation like that, like I'm not going to sit here and be like, do you yeah. know what you're, I know what you're doing, hoe. Or if it's a situation where a white person says something that's like, oh, like that's you know, like truly, sincerely, completely like just over her head, doesn't, and she's thinks she's being nice. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a conversation, Karen. You know, but it's so it's it is a completely different like the scenario is different. I've popped off before. That's how I'm here today. But there's also situations where like I'm not gonna pop off when I'm sitting in front of like you know, a room full of people at Google. <laughs> like I'm going to sit there and when someone's asking me a question in a professional setting, I'm going to respond to you in a professional way. Mm -hmm. So it, it all depends on the person that's, that is at the other end and what their intent mm -hmm. is. So what if in a professional setting, they're still disrespecting you blatantly in front of everybody? Oh, I don't know. It's never happened, but I would, I would address it I, I think that still happens. That's the on, on a it still basis. happens. Yeah. I would just, I would, I where, would. Where everyone looks around the room and they all look at each other like, that was weird. That I would address that. it. I'd be like, 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 yeah. like literally found out like that was racist. I've yeah. had situations in speaking engagements where they're not trying to be disrespectful, but they'll ask a question that is racist. And I will just like truly respectfully be like, I, I, I don't even understand if you realize necessarily how racist that question was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> and I will explain the, the, the question that you pose was racist because so again it depends on the person and like the energy that they're giving sometimes people are they're asking a question and if they're just being flat out racist be like that was racist mm -hmm. you just call them out that yeah. was racist yeah. <laughs> um but you do have to be mindful of your environment and your surroundings and you know unfortunately unfortunately black people will be could be potentially fired or reprimanded for addressing the issue yeah. it is it's it's a very it's very manipulative like you are blaming the person for their reaction to the abuse as opposed to uh addressing the abuser mm -hmm. so you still have to be mindful if you like want your job you just have to you just have to know your like know your audience and know your environment yeah i like that i'm gonna say that next time yeah. something comes up sasha that was racist very <laughs> like like yeah, just yeah, no, flat out that was racist <laughs> That was racist. Let's let's move like let's move on to the next topic of the meeting. That was racist though, you know. What wisdom do you have for skin and the topic overall? Yeah, like I said earlier, like it starts with the, it starts with you. It starts with your environment. It starts with like it's bring it home. So talk to your friends, talk to your family, encourage people, have the courage to bring up situations when they happen. Um, lead with empathy and understanding that not everybody's at the same um, education point as you. And when you can move from that place of like love and openness, you're going to open up spaces for conversation and understanding. That's going to make people want to come to you more. We have to be, we have to leave these doors open so we can actually have progress. Um, and I would say as best you can to leave shame at the door, not just for yourself, but for the people that you're speaking to. Um, just let people feel comfortable in these conversations. Oh. Uh. Perfect. Boom. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you both for joining us on an episode. It was really, really, I think this was a really special episode.